98K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Tom McAlinden. The headlines. President Xi Jinping seeks to soothe fears over his Belt and Road plans as world leaders gather in Beijing. Locally, the medical sector and the government near a deal on overseas doctors. And better protections are on the way for Hong Kong's animals. President Xi Jinping has sought to ease growing concerns about his ambitious Belt and Road Initiative, vowing to prevent debt risks and saying his global infrastructure project is not an exclusive club. Damon Pang reports. More than 37 world leaders have gathered in Beijing for a three-day forum on China's Belt and Road Initiative, which aims to reinvent the ancient Silk Road with investments in infrastructure. In his opening address, President Xi said the initiative wasn't an exclusive club, there would be zero tolerance of corruption, and the Belt and Road projects would be transparent and fiscally sustainable, in an apparent nod to concerns over loans. He said China would promote green development and abolish subsidies to firms that impede fair competition, addressing a major bone of contention in U.S. trade talks. The Belt and Road could bring much-needed infrastructure to developing countries, but critics have said it mainly favors Chinese companies while saddling nations with debt and causing environmental damage. The Health Secretary Sophia Chan says she'll have to carefully study a proposal from the Medical Association that would make it easier for foreign doctors to work in Hong Kong. The association said it proposed to remove a requirement for foreign doctors to serve an internship here. They would instead be allowed to register if they work for 18 months in various parts of the public health system. Under previous proposals, they would have had to have done three years of work for the hospital authority specifically. Overseas doctors will still have to sit a licensing exam though. But Professor Chan says she needs to see the details. Although the 18 months uh, seems to be equal in all the uh, uh, employers, in all in all the organizations that we have uh, uh, listed uh, for limited registration, namely the hospital authority, uh, the Department of Health, and also the uh, University of Hong Kong, and also Chinese University of Hong Kong. But the uh, devil is in the details. So therefore, I think we would need to look into uh, the details as to how to define, you know, the wordings that is prescribed for the experience, because that uh, may, you know, pose obstacles as well. So therefore, I think it is important uh, that we uh, know uh, more details about uh, the proposal. Earlier, the president of the Medical Association, Dr Ho Chung Ping, said the proposal represented a major compromise by doctors. The plan will be put to a medical council vote early next month. It is the biggest compromise for, for several reasons. First of all, that originally we, we keep it to three years and now we cut to one and a half year. And second, previously we just confined it to the hospital authority because the hospital authority is the place where there's the manpower shortage is the greatest. But now we, we, we agree to extend it to the universities and also to the Department of Health as well. The medical sector has long been discussing relaxing the requirements due to a shortage of public hospital doctors. The government's launched a three-month public consultation on strengthening animal welfare laws to introduce the concept of owners having a duty of care for their animals. It's also proposing higher penalties for animal cruelty and allowing the courts to ban convicted owners from keeping pets. An assistant director of the Agricultural Fisheries and Conservation Department, Thomas Sitt, says the new law will spell out what pet owners need to do. We will have a duty of care in the law. Under the duty of care, we also have a code of practice. The code of practice will specify some important issues, what the owners have to do to ensure the animals are keep in a healthy and good environment. Example is the suitable diet, 
And if the dog needs exercise, the owner have to take the dog to exercise. If the animal is sick, they need to take it to the vet for treatment. New government data shows property developers started more new projects in recent months as the property market shows signs of a rebound. According to figures from the Housing Bureau, developers started building around 2,300 homes in the first three months of the year, up 15% from the previous quarter. A 1,000 new homes were finished in the first quarter and the number of finished homes now held by developers remained steady at about 9,000. The government's maintaining its projection of supplying around 93,000 private flats in the next three to four years. Civic Party leader Elvin Young says the government has still not been able to convince the public of why it needs to push through changes to extradition laws quickly. He was speaking after the Secretary for Security, John Lee, rejected a pan-democratic proposal to ease extradition rules only in the case of a Hong Kong man who allegedly killed his pregnant girlfriend in Taiwan. He also expressed concern at claims the government's asked alleged co-committee to complete its scrutiny of the extradition bill by the end of next month. It will trigger even more criticisms from the public. When we are talking about such an important bill, fundamentally changing Hong Kong's legal system without any public consultation, what is the rush? If the government is saying that they wish to settle the Taiwan murder case, the pandemic's proposal on Sunset Clause or the Civic Party's proposal on extraterritorial jurisdictions are the best solutions. But now the government is not responding to our proposal or rejecting the Sunset Clause proposal, then why is the government rushing through? A taxi driver has died after his vehicle crashed into a private car just after midnight in Sha Tin. The 68-year-old was trapped in his car and sustained serious head and chest injuries. A 62-year-old female passenger was sent to hospital with hand injuries. The driver of the private car, who's 33, received head injuries and was unconscious when taken to hospital. He's been arrested for dangerous driving, causing death. The accident happened on Nao Peisha Street near Tate's Cairn Highway. Civic Party lawmaker Jeremy Tam will introduce a private member's bill that's intended to make it easier for bus operators to operate more services on busy routes. By law, buses can carry up to six standing passengers per square metre on the lower deck, and operators can only increase the frequency on certain routes if they reach full capacity during peak hours. But Mr Tam says the capacity should be lowered to four people. That does it actually means you will have you know more frequency on you know not only one route probably is you know quite a number of routes need to increase the frequency. Well, that, then we have to because people just cannot get on the bus. Currently, there are lots of routes they just simply cannot reach the hundred percent capacities. Uh, reason being our dimension. First of all, you know one square meter standing six people is not practical. And secondly, when they calculate the total floor area, they doesn't care about the shape whether or not it's on, on a slope or whatsoever. They just, you know, simple calculation on that. North Korea State News Agency says the Russian President Vladimir Putin has accepted an invitation to visit Pyongyang. The offer by Kim Jong-un was made during the first summit between the two men in Vladivostok yesterday. State media reported that Mr Kim said peace and security on the Korean peninsula now depend on the attitude of the United States. Here's the BBC's Laura Bicker. I think when it comes to exactly what Kim Jong-un has wanted from these talks with Vladimir Putin, he's kind of got it. He's managed to get out a global message that he believes that he's coming to the talks with the right attitude. It was interesting to hear what Vladimir Putin had to say also. He talked about how it was a case of North Korea taking certain disarmament steps but needing security guarantees in return. And those guarantees would have to come from Washington and would probably include the kind of things like the basis of US troops based on this peninsula. 
The White House has refused to comment on reports that North Korea has issued a $2 million medical bill for the care of the American student Otto Warmbier, who was returned to the U.S. from Pyongyang in a comatose state in 2017 and later died. The Washington Post says the U.S. envoy sent to collect him signed an agreement to pay the bill on the instructions of President Trump. It's unclear if any payment was made. A judge and a court officer in the United States have been charged for allegedly helping an illegal immigrant dodge arrest. It's claimed they allowed the defendant to escape. From Washington, here's the BBC's Chris Buckler. An immigration and customs enforcement agent went to Newton District Court outside Boston to arrest a suspected illegal immigrant who was facing a drugs charge. The officer was told to wait outside the courtroom during the proceedings, but following a huddled conversation between the judge and the defendant's lawyer, it's claimed the suspect was allowed to leave through a back door. Federal prosecutors have now charged both the Massachusetts District Judge Shelley Joseph and the court officer Wesley McGregor, accusing them of obstructing justice. However, the Massachusetts Attorney General has criticised the prosecution, calling it a politically motivated attack on the state and the independence of its courts. A U.S. lawyer gathering claims of sexual abuse by the Boy Scouts of America says in recent weeks his team's received more than 200 new allegations, some dating back to the 1950s, from people who participated in the program as children. Some U.S. states have been changing their statute of limitation laws, meaning that victims of historic crimes can sue, sue for damages. The French President Emmanuel Macron has promised significant tax cuts for workers in an eagerly awaited response to months of anti-government protests. Mr Macron told a news conference the tax cuts would be financed by some people having to work longer. Some in the Gilets Jaunes movement were unimpressed by Mr Macron's speech. Francis Lalanne said the offer of tax cuts for the middle class was meaningless. There is not any more middle class now in France and there is only the, the very rich people and the poor. He spent 12 million euros to ask to the people what wanted, you know. And it was so easy to, to read. Everything was written in our uh, placard protest. And the guy is, uh, is playing with French people. He's playing. And it's not listening what we are asking for. Two senior British ministers have denied leaking details of a confidential security meeting about Chinese technology firm Huawei. The newspaper reports that the Prime Minister Theresa May had approved the use of Huawei's equipment in the UK's 5G mobile phone network, despite warnings from critics that this could lead to espionage. Microsoft's stock market value has topped one trillion US dollars, making it only the third public firm ever to exceed that milestone after Apple and Amazon. The US software giant passed the mark briefly overnight before its share price fell back slightly. Microsoft's stock has climbed by about a third in the past year, helped by the growth of its cloud business. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 29,580, 31 points up on the previous close. Turnover stands at $45 billion. Currencies, the US dollar is trading in 111.62 yen, the euro is standing at 1 US dollar 11 cents, and the pound's worth 10 Hong Kong dollars 12 cents. Now to sports, and here's Atom Chung. Hong Kong's cricketers have an important match today against host Namibia in the World Cricket League Division 2 tournament. The top four finishers in this six-team competition will join Scotland, Nepal, and UAE in having temporary one-day international status. USA and Oman have already qualified. Hong Kong are fourth in the table, one point behind Namibia entering today's final round of fixtures. Canada and Papua New Guinea are still in contention. 
Our cricket commentator Sanir Chowdhury says ODI status is important, but qualifying for the World Cup is still difficult for smaller teams like Hong Kong. It's absolutely brilliant because these seven teams, sir, the three that you mentioned and the four that will qualify now, uh, will play a total of 36 one-day internationals individually over the next four years at the very least on a home and away basis. So this should allow for extra funding. Hopefully, for more sponsorship. Of course,、uh, what's not so good is that the 2023 World Cup continues to be a 10-team event, which is the same as the 2019 edition that happens in, in about a month's time. Four less than 2011 and the 2015 World Cup, which is quite frankly bizarre in a sport like cricket. To football now, Real Madrid are in danger of finishing outside of the top two in consecutive Spanish league seasons for the first time in 45 years. That after a goalless draw against Hatafe, the BBC's Joe Parsons reports. Real Madrid have dropped points for the third time in seven games since Zinedine Zidane returned as coach. A goalless draw at Hatafe leaves third-place Real 15 points behind Barcelona, who are set to be crowned champions on Saturday. Hatafe have never played in the Champions League, stay fourth, but are level on 55 points with Sevilla, who thrashed Real Vallecano 5-0. The basketball world is remembering the great John Hondo Havlicek, who's died at age 79. Havlicek played his entire 16-year career with the Boston Celtics, winning eight NBA titles, four of them in his first four seasons. The steal he made in the final seconds of the 1965 Eastern Conference Final against Philadelphia remains one of the most famous plays in NBA history. He went on to set club records for points and games played, and was inducted to the Hall of Fame in 1984. While the cause of death wasn't immediately available, the Boston Globe said Havlicek had Parkinson's disease. On the court, the San Antonio Spurs and the Denver Nuggets will need a seventh game to decide their first-round NBA playoff series. The Spurs took Game Six with a 120-103 victory at home. Lamarcus Aldridge led the Spurs with 26 points, while Denver wasted a 43-point performance from their big man Nikola Jokic. Game Seven will be played in Denver Sunday morning Hong Kong time. And as you look at sports. Adam Jung, and now to end the news, a reminder of our top stories. President Xi Jinping seeks to soothe fears over his Belt and Road plans as world leaders gather in Beijing. Locally, the medical sector and the government near a deal on overseas doctors, and better protections are on the way for Hong Kong's animals. That's the news from RTHK.